By now, I presume we've all heard about the heart-healthy benefits of a Mediterranean diet, even if you're not lucky enough to live in a Mediterranean climate. One of the basic ways I've heard for eating like a Southern European is simply use olive oil every chance you get. For a look at the prominent role olive oil plays in the Italian kitchen, we're joined now by Sicily-based tour guide Alfio Di Mauro and by Anne Long. Anne is an American who moved to Italy from Chicago years ago, and when she's not leading tour groups around Italy, she makes her home above the scenic Amalfi Coast of the Mediterranean. Buongiorno. Alfio, people in some European countries like to cook with butter, or as we've heard about Gascony, with duck fat. But in your home of Sicily, and for that matter around most of the Mediterranean, the food definitely has a lighter touch. That's got to be because they're using a lot of olive oil, right? All of these countries around the Mediterranean basin, they use olive oil, which is basically fat, which comes from vegetable instead of relying on dairy and other sources of fat. And that seems to be very healthy for our uh, body. And we, as I'm coming from Sicily, we grew up in, in olive oil, basically. My father, my family, still today, we buy olive oil not at the supermarket, but at the mill directly. At the mill? At the mill, yeah. When the olive oil is, is produced, and we bring our container, and they fill it up. Would he have a favorite producer of olive oil, and what would be the difference? Olive oil is very common commodity in Italy, especially in the south. So there's a lot of uh, still small producers, mm-hmm. and you, over the years, develop a certain expertise, how to recognize good olive oil. Mm-hmm. But basically, if you always go to the same traditional olive meal, you're, you're sure about the product. So your father in Sicily, si. he knew where the reliable production Correct. was. Correct. Okay. Now, Anne Long, you've lived in the Amalfi area for how long? 38 years. 38 years. And you know your olive oil? I do know my olive oil. We, I produce my own with trees that grow on property that belongs to my husband, right? yes. So you have about 100 trees. 100 trees, and yeah. you make your own olive make oil. Make your own olive oil. Now, that's a lot of work, is it? It is a lot of work, it? and it's never, when you get down to value, it costs more to make it than it does to go out and buy it. Oh, I would imagine. But at well, least it's your own. And why do you make it? To make use of the trees. The trees are there. You don't want the stuff to just rot off, and then you have to prune the trees. You have to do all that work, so you might as well, uh, <laughs> you might as well enjoy, enjoy, enjoy it. Fruit. And, and it's, it's yours. It's, it's from yours. Your you know exactly what was put on the tree, What was, yeah. if anything was sprayed on the tree, mm-hmm. fertilizer. It was trendy in the 1980s, I believe. You had this uh, Mediterranean diet. What does that mean? Is it uh, Why is it healthy? Uh, because you, everything is in balance. You know, mm-hmm. you don't eat too much meat. You don't eat too much fish. You a lot of vegetables and things that don't add cholesterol, fat. You know, you get your proteins from things like lentils and beans and things rather than just from meat. And you're cooking in a vegetable-based oil, you're, which you're would cooking be a olive oil. Right. If you want to be healthy, if you want to live a long time, olive oil is probably better than other kinds of oil. Right. It doesn't build up in the system like so many trans fats that oh, they talk okay. about. And uh, it's an antioxidant, so it protects your cells from deteriorating, so you stay young forever. Because you're 87. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So, Althea, when we're thinking about olives and olive oil, first of all, differentiate for me in the culture. You don't just pick an olive off of the tree and eat it. You have to marinate the olive, don't you? Or what do you do to make the olive edible? If you experience this, you will never forget. If you pick an olive, you eat it, it is so bitter. 
that you will never do it again. This is not edible. Huh? Yeah, it's not right. edible. So you have to somehow extract these bitter compounds from the olive, mm-hmm. and that's why you put the olive under a brine, which is saline solution. In a salty solution. In a salty solution. In a brine, it uh, ages or it marinates. Yeah, and actually, if you want to speed up the process a little bit, you uh-huh. crack the olives. Oh, and then you put inside this salty solution because okay. with this, it will be faster. And you change the salty water at the beginning pretty often because it speeds up the process. When I go through a market in Palermo and in, in Sicily, there's many different kinds of olives. Yeah. For a lot of Americans, you know, there's black ones and green ones. How do you differentiate between the olives and which ones do you like? Well, there are really countless varieties of olives. Uh, certainly the one that you find in the market for Conception, they are the biggest one, the largest one, mm-hmm. because there are certain variety that are good for olive oil. Certain variety are good for fresh conception. Mm-hmm. Some of them are good for both. Okay. Yeah, but certainly, as Anne was saying before, when you have a very small olive, that is only for olive oil. Mm-hmm. So Italy has a very a lot of diversity when it comes to different species of olives of olives and in general of flora and plants the olive cultivation goes back to ancient times oh absolutely so some of these terraces you see they're they're centuries and centuries old uh, yeah yeah in italy for instance the greek civilization that came in the south of italy Uh brought the olives with them because that was a symbol of athena the goddess of Greece. And those terraces you're talking about that you see in Liguria, the region of the Cinque Terre, yeah. those are terraces They go back to 5,000 years ago. 5,000 years. Yes. Yeah, I, was, I was in Palestine, in the Holy Land, and they've got terraces yeah. called the biblical terraces yeah. that go back to Bible times, yeah. Old Testament times. And actually. the Etruscans, for instance, Etruscans in Tuscany, too. they were exchanging olive oil with the Sicilians, and the Sicilians were giving them wine. There's already traces at the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea of this kind of commerce of ancient times. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Alfio Di Mauro and Anne Long, and we're talking about olive oil, particularly Italian olive oil. You know, Anne, I was in Greece, and they were bragging that this is our Greek olive oil, and they had a problem with Italian olive oil, and the Italians are saying, oh, the Greeks just take our oil and put a Greek name on it or something. What's the, what's the competition between Greece and Italian, and does it really matter when it comes to olive oil? But- the Greeks win the competition for how much oil per person they consume. It's oh, okay. it's up there at like 11 liters per year per person, the, the average, whereas the Italians, it drops down to about nine. So they're big consumers and big producers, but the Italians say their olives are better, better soil, better production, even though it's smaller. The Spanish are also the same, they big production of olive oil. And in Italy, you hear a lot of people saying extra virgin olive oil. What does that mean, extra virgin? Does that matter? Extra virgin has to do with the acidity of the olive oil. The lower the acidity, the better the oil. So extra virgin means it's the lowest How do you make extra virgin? Is it just because better ingredients or a different process, a more expensive process? It's the first process. It's the first process where you're just pressing the olive in order to get the oil out and putting it into a bottle. You're not using any chemicals. You're not using any process that is going to heat up the oil or chemically force the oil out of the... Okay, so this is like authentic, pure, top quality. Yeah. Do you care about olive oil? Is it just... I'm not considering anything less than extra virgin olive oil. So everything that it doesn't belong to the extra virgin, for me, is not not worth it. Life is too short to... Absolutely. Alfio, I love bruschetta. What do you think about bruschetta? Yeah, it's one of the... Most impressive. It's the things. most beautiful. It's thing very simple. Describe for me the the excellent bruschetta. 
So the egg sandwich, bruschetta comes, first of all, from a very good homemade bread. Uh-huh. Okay. So you have a slice of bread. Yeah. And you partially warm it up. Warm it up. Toast it. And then you spray some garlic. You grate the garlic on it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then you put extra virgin olive oil on top and a tiny bit of salt. And a little bit of salt. And, and that's, that's it. And that's ready to go. I love bruschetta so much. Sometimes it pains me when people put other things on top of it. Yeah. I like the pure, the yeah. basic bruschetta. This is the most simple and, in my opinion, the best. In a restaurant, what do you ask for if you don't want it with all the extra things on it? Bruschetta e olio d'oliva. We're learning about the foundation of a Mediterranean-style diet right now on Travel with Rick Steves as Italy-based tour guides Anne Long and Alfio Di Mauro sing the praises of olive oil. Cheryl's calling in from Portland, Oregon. Cheryl, thanks for the call. Hi, Rick. How are you doing? Doing great. I'm getting hungry listening to all this talk about olive oil. <laughs> I can understand that. So I, uh, my question is, I have a trip to Italy soon, and my husband and I would like to buy some olive oil to bring back. And my question is, when I walk into a store and you have different olive oils of different price ranges, assuming they all say they're made in Italy, how do you get the best olive oil? How do you know you're getting a really good olive oil? So, Ann, you've had a lot of friends come visit you in the Malfi Coast. Uh, how do you make sure they go home with the best oil? Well, first of all, even for the Italians, the best olive oil is never sold in a grocery store. It's sold in a wine shop. So you go for high-quality wine, you get good-quality olive oil as well with them. Really? But a wine shop a wine in Italy shop sells will have the olive good, oil? Good olive oil. So you pay a little and extra balsamic, and you get better quality. And balsamic, balsamic vinegar. vinegar and things like that. Hmm. So, oh, okay. But your, your best bet, really, if you can, is to get out to an oil-producing farm. And, you know, they'll do an explanation on how they make there and let you taste it so that you can see the quality and then huh. buy directly from them. They're dotted around in different places around Italy. That'd be an unforgettable experience. So find out where you can buy it from the farm. Right. Right off the farm. There you go, Cheryl. Okay, thank you. That's very good information. I appreciate it. Thanks for your call. And Aaron's calling from Granville, Ohio. Hey, Aaron. Hello. Thanks for taking my phone call. Yeah. Do you have a question or a comment about olive oil? I do. Yes, a question. If it's not on the table, if it's not provided, it's proper to ask for olive oil. So, Alfio, if you're sitting at a restaurant and uh, you don't see any olive oil, can you ask for it? In my opinion, if you're just sitting there, mm-hmm. there's no reason to ask for olive oil. Because there's kind of a, a stereotype, especially in Italian-American restaurant. As mm-hmm. soon as you sit it, you'll find olive oil, you find vinegar, mm-hmm. and you put things together, and then you dip your bread. Right. If you do that, you're going to ruin your appetite. Okay. okay? So there's a reason why you don't find on the table, uh, because you're going to start probably with a plate of antipasti, you're going to get your primo, which is your pasta, later your secondo or a salad. If you, at the time you are by your main course, and then you want some olive oil or more olive oil in the salad, and that is the time to ask for olive oil on the table. Otherwise, there is no reason. So if there's, if it should have olive oil, it comes with olive oil on it? Already, it would be put by the chef. So if the restaurant's any good, trust the chef. Yeah. And it's unusual yeah. to need more olive oil. And... The olive oil creates this kind of film in your palate that isolates all of your test mm. pads, and you don't understand if they're giving you fresh materials or not. <laughs> and so, ah, so if you're a restaurant, you're gonna try to pawn off lousy food on people. Mm-hmm. Give them some olive oil first. Yeah, because <laughs> the test pads get a little damp. There you go, Aaron. Fascinating. Thank you. Thanks for your question. Happy travels and, and bon appetito. And I had never even thought about that because I grew up thinking olive oil should be there, and you know, you right. dip your bread. What would you like our listeners to know to better appreciate the olive oil culture in Italy? Well, olive oil, it's so good for you. And the Americans, they bring the way that they eat 
in America to Italy, which isn't right. They fill up with bread on the table, first it off with a salad, and then they go to their main course. They don't realize that here we've got a first course. Sometimes it can be the antipasto, then the first course, then the second course. And to fill up on bread, then they always complain that they weren't able to order uh, any more food because they were too full. So you have to follow the way the Italians eat. And bottom line, when you go to a great restaurant in Italy... You don't need to worry about pouring the olive oil. It will be where it's supposed to be. Absolutely. So, Anne, you've got how many olive trees in your... I have about 100 olive trees on property that belongs to my husband's family. All right. So what's it like? When's harvest time and what's that like? Uh, Down in the south of Italy where I live, we start harvesting usually in October, October, November time. Okay. Uh, Further north you go, it's more November, December time. In the United States, I understand they actually grow olives in a way so they can be harvested with vibrating uh, big forks and sort of automated. Do you grow your trees a certain way for they're easy to harvest or do you do it by hand? We prune the trees, of course, to try to keep them as low as we can so that you don't have to climb up too high on them. Uh But you always have some man up in the tree with his comb, electric comb, that combs the branches while the people are down below collecting the low-lying. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Palestine during harvest time and they put a big uh, blanket below the tree. That's right. The kids are out of school for that week. I mean, when it's olive harvest, there's no school. You need help. It's all hands on deck. Yeah. Alfio, let's wrap this up just with your last advice on uh, appreciating the olive oil when you're traveling in Italy. If I can give a suggestion to Americans that want to get good olive oil, mm-hmm. of course, when they're traveling in Italy, go to a daily shop, more mm-hmm. than a mass uh, grocery store mm-hmm. to find a good product. Uh, if you try to read in the label, try to find the acronym DOP. D-O-P. D-O-P in the label, which it means that is a product of quality that is coming from a specific territory. So what does DOP mean? Denominazione di origine protetta. It's like the appellation of quality that you find for wine. Okay. You also find for any other food product. So that's the mark of quality, DOP. Yeah, for any, links, your... any links, that bottle of olive oil with a batch of olives that comes from an Italian little corner that has been recognized to make an excellent product. Because the problem is nowadays in this global world, is that olives can travel all around the world, and then if they end up in Italy and they are processed in Italy and put inside a bottle in it, they can be called product of Italy. Ah. But even if the olives were made in Morocco or in Tunisia or in Turkey, and that is what people don't understand, especially in the United States, because the United States have a big market. They don't produce olive oil, but you're a big consumer. Mm-hmm. And you find a bottle of olive oil that comes from Italy, but it's not really coming from Italy unless you find DOP with D-O-P. the name of the region in Italy. There's one problem nowadays with olive oil that ends up in the United States mm-hmm. because Spain, Greece, Italy, Morocco, Tunisia, and Turkey all together make like 80% of the olive oil in the world. Mm. So if you're an American citizen, chances are, if you're buying olive oil, you're buying from one of those countries. Even if it says Italian olive oil? Yeah, without correct. The, what, is correct. The, what are the letters again? D- D-O-P. So D-O-P. D-O-P. But if you see D-O-P on the bottle, you know it's... You know it comes from Italy, and it has been produced with the best quality. And best the, quality means hand-picked or uh, professionally picked, but processed as soon as possible. Otherwise, the acidity that Anne was talking about, it will go high. It will never be extra virgin olive oil. But what I wanted to say is that America is in danger when it comes to that because it's the first 
big consumer mm-hmm. that is not a big producer. Okay. So imports all of that. All of our olive oil. And unfortunately, America doesn't belong to the International Olive Council. Uh-huh. So extra virgin olive oil does not have a legal meaning in U.S. Okay, so we have to, if we're smart so consumers... So U.S. has a different category. Yeah. That means a lot of bad quality olive oil ends up in U.S. market because U.S. market is not protected legally. Labeling. So now Labeling. You're, you're traveling around the United States now, and, and you are also, when you go to a restaurant, do you notice if the olive oil is a different quality from what you're used to in Italy? Oh, see. Yes, I do. Yes. Pr- right away. Yeah, right away. Right from right the away. color. From you, the color. You have to taste yeah. it with plain bread and things so you can get a bite. If you don't have yeah. a bite in the back of your yeah. throat, you know, it's not good oil. Oh, yeah. interesting. It's plain industrial made. Yeah, industrial. Uh, yeah. It could, and it's just mass produced in Absolutely. Tunisia or something Absolutely. like that. And no offense to Tunisia, but uh, if you're buying olive oil in the United States, uh, it's more likely grown in a place like Tunisia with an Italian label slapped onto it. Right. Yeah, well, the problem is that when it's made in Tunisia, it's good at the beginning, but then it gets concentrated and worked so much that it loses all of the good benefit because they shipped in yeah. Europe in a very concentrated form, ah, like a paste. Is that right? And then they dilute it back. Oh. So that's the, the passage that we should avoid. Oh. Yeah. Ship it in concentrated, yeah. add water and call it Italian olive oil. They also ship the oil in containers, and oil like they ship petroleum for cars and they're making gasoline. They ship it in containers with just a membrane to Uh hold it. Uh But before they put the membrane in the tank, they spray the tank for rats and everything like that. Let's stop this conversation. (laughs) I want to go back to that bruschetta, (laughs) that heavenly bruschetta. Something (laughs) something we should say for the American people is there are no cutting corners in olive oil. There's not a good deal. Olive oil is expensive. If you want a good olive oil, you should pay for it. Ah. A good half a liter mm-hmm. bottle of olive oil in America can easily cost $20, and it is worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Don't cut corners. There is no two-buck check for olive oil. It is expensive to make it. <laughs> no, and you said no two-buck check? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Life is too short to, yeah. to eat olive mediocre olive oil. It costs a lot of money, and uh, people should pay for it. It's worth paying for. Yeah. Words to live by from my Italian tour guide friends. <laughs> Alfio Damaro, Anne Long, buon appetito and grazie. Grazie a te. Buon appetito. Ciao. <laughs> Each year, Rick Steves Tour Guides take thousands of free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from more than 40 different vacations in Europe's best destinations, from Ireland to Greece, and practically everywhere in between. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.